take three. Dun, 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 The student strikes back. I remember the music that time. 38. <laughs> everybody keep your fingers crossed this is as far into the theme as we've made it third um, time's a charm yeah let's hope um hi i'm scott and i am scott duarte on this send chanel on that welcome back everyone oh i need to push back <laughs> well yeah because you're redlining ah i'm so hot big big, big boys little yes. man <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, one of them days. It's Friday. It's, it's almost the weekend. It's going to be an extended weekend for us in Japan. Yes. And, uh, so we may be without a show during next week, but it'll actually be cause I'm, we're a show back. We're, yeah. we're, we're ahead in time. We have one the, in the can. That's right. Uh, in case we get sick or something like that. So uh, it won't be Golden Week anymore where you are. <laughs> but uh, uh, we may run a show during Golden Week. We may not. But either way, the video, we may throw up the, the last video section there you instead. Go. So There you go. Yeah, because we're off next Thursday and Friday as well. Yes. So, so uh, those, some of you may have noticed that I mislabeled episode 36. Uh, 36 was not affective filters. Um, actually, at this point, I can't even remember what episode 36 was. Do you remember? The one before affective filters? <sighs> no. No. Okay. So, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, news? News. News it is. Mm, news music is gone. Oh, that was fast. Yeah. That or news, just news not, is not short. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Any news? Um, I had a wisdom tooth pulled yesterday. Oh, right. yesterday? Really? Yeah. And you're here talking? I am. I'm you good. are a man. That's Manly like, man. Rah, rah, rah. Big man. Little voice. Scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> What about news on your end? Uh, I have uh, well, we've been pushing a lot of uh, a lot of bandwidth because of the video, and uh, we're starting to get more people. And a great big old shout out to uh, ASU, Woo! Arizona State. Uh, we see you. <laughs> uh, it looks like a bunch of folks from uh, one of the sections, applied technology or something like that, applied technology and language, I think. So mm -hmm. anybody from there, just go ahead and send us an email. Let us know what's going on. Uh, but I saw a bunch of traffic from there. I don't know if it's one person a bunch of times or if it's a bunch of people one time or what. So, mm -hmm. um, but welcome either way. And we'll we'll send a shout out to you, yep. even if it's one person. That's right. Yay! Let. <laughs> uh, Brings and in order for you to let us know who you are and how that happened, uh, my email is scott at education.org. 
And mine is Scott Duarte, S-C-O-T-T-D-U-A-R-T-E, all one word, all lowercase, at E-D-G-Y-C-A-T-I-O-N dot org. Now I think you can figure out how to spell org. How do you spell org? <laughs> org. All right. Uh, we're going to run the show quick today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we, we had two tries before, and audio, my computer's like, I don't want to do nothing. It's Friday. I'm done. <laughs> So, it's Voices Day again. Um, and so, uh, we're tired. Because <laughs> yes. we put all this energy into these two, then the computer's like, nope, not going to do it. So You have a husky computer, man. I do. It's a, for <laughs> Husky <laughs> voice, little computer. Um, so, uh, today's topic. That's the one. Yes. Students topic. strike back. What is that? Students. When, when, when good students go bad. When <laughs> students can... gone wild. <laughs> That's a different series. How to handle those distru- disruptive, those disruptive students in the classroom. Uh huh. Uh huh. And um, of course, a lot of it depends on uh, what levels you're teaching and uh-huh. where you're at. Uh, the nice thing about when I was working in New York uh, public school system, it was just pick up the phone in the classroom and say, security! Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, actually, it's a kind of a timely topic, and I haven't told you this, but um, this week in the teaching, the educational philosophy practic- teaching practicum classes that I do, I do two, um, one of them... Uh, we watched a, a video of an Australian teacher who was having a problem with one of her students. And uh, they use cell phones to call the principal to come to the classroom. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's cool. When, that when cool. I was growing up in like elementary school and junior high school, even high school, it was the magical box at the top of the wall. And the teacher would press the button and the office would call back and come get Johnny. He's uh-huh. back. I got to stop with the voices. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so it was a video of how she was dealing with a disruptive student. And he, it's not that he was disruptive. It was he, she had a very specific thing that she wanted to do. And so all of the student had to be in one place. And he just, he wasn't making a problem. This was K through six? It was, yeah. Yeah, elementary school. Okay. Um, and he wasn't being a problem at like being loud or violent or anything like that. But he was hiding under a desk. Everybody was on the floor. It was, mm-hmm. it was easy to scoot under a desk. So he was hiding under a desk out of the way. But he needed to be out where she could see him. And she's like, well, we'll go through strategies in a little bit. But right. she, one of the things that she did, she's like, okay, I'm going to make the call. You know, mm-hmm. you, you decide. Am I going to do this or, or what? You pick. And uh, the other one was just yesterday. Um, one of my graduate students who uh, is in basically in a teaching practicum right now was hiding under a desk. <laughs> he wanted to. <laughs> he, he was, well, was first what first two weeks in the classroom. Yeah, I think we all wanted to hide under a uh-huh. desk at that point. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But he was having trouble because uh, in the class, you know, you have it's it's a regular class. So this one's high school. Okay. And it's like a regular class, so you have a really big spread of uh, students who want to be there, and then students like me and you, maybe, who didn't. And he's <laughs> dealing with how many students in his class being uh, he's, in Japan? He's light. He's really light. He's only got 20. Oh, wow. 
wow, that, <laughs> so that's amazing. I yeah. had more in New York City then. Yeah, well, yeah. and I think everybody else has more, but uh, I think 20 is probably a good number for him. Anyway, uh-huh. anyway that's a different topic. But, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and so he was he was coming up with the perennial first uh, early teacher question of, well, do I teach to the high end of the class or do I teach to the low end of the class? And he was he started out teaching to the kids at the bottom end, and so the kids at the top were getting bored yeah. and, and a little dodgy on the paying attention. And so he went and asked one of his uh, his mentors at the school, one of the uh-huh. other teachers, and <laughs> the mentor gave him really, in my opinion, really bad advice. Teach to the top of the class and forget them. Forget the other ones. Just don't even worry about them. So goes back to the old adage: if you can reach one student, you're successful. And I thought right. that's crap. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if the rest of them are running around beating the snot out of the one that you reached, <laughs> it doesn't help. But um, but, and then he took that to mean, all right. So I got a couple of these kids in class, and now I'm having problems with a couple of lower end kids. Um, but I don't, the teacher said, don't worry about them, teach to the upper kids. So he kind of took that to mean, I'm going to ignore them. Ooh. And uh, when, mm. he, when he said that, I was like, okay, look, this is how this is going to go. <laughs> that might work. You might get away with it for a month, but in six months, uh, and I was like, well, okay, well, are these kids popular kids? You know, are they friendly with the other people in class? And he's like, yeah, yeah, they're real friendly. Yeah, everybody likes them. And the so, bottom oh, ones. The bottom, the two that are causing issues. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, are, are they friends with other people in the class? You know, or are they outcasts? You know, nobody talks to them. And he's like, nah, you know, they're friendly with everybody. They have, mm-hmm. you know, it's just me they don't like. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, y- you have a situation coming. It's it's not tomorrow, not next month, but definitely within six months, those two kids will influence the rest of the class and you will not be happy because Mm -hmm. they they're students. They're among their peers. You're right. You're the authority to fight against. If you don't win them over now, you are going to have a very painful fall. Right. <laughs> you know, and it might not take, it might not be until fall that that stuff, that the, the, the vibes kick in. Right. Right. And so, uh, yeah. Just going on off on a side note, what do you tell them to, to teach for? I, I shoot for the middle, but, um, you have to m- make available more for the kids who are better and you have to make available a different version of more, uh, for the kids that are lower, mm-hmm. the kids that are having trouble. Um, but I usually tell them to teach to the middle or, you know, maybe kind of high middle, upper. Yeah, upper middle. Something so that, you know, most of the kids are still struggling a little bit. Right. But not struggling enough to um, destroy their self-confidence. That's what we're right. talking about. Yes. Well, that's No, that was ethic of filter. Crap. Yes. Still trying to remember the <laughs> episode because i got to go back and fix the title. But anyway. when, whenever, and, and I'll just continue down the path because that's a topic I like. Um, when you have higher level students, then one good way is to get them involved as teaching assistants. Yeah, I thought about that. And, and they dig that as well. And the, even the, the lower students, 
Sometimes, I mean, if if they're really lower and and they're really outcast, they they harbor feelings of ill, yeah. yeah, of resentment towards the um the teaching assistant kids. But yeah. a lot of times, if if the upper kids are cool, they'll be able to do it in a way that there's no pressure. Well, it doesn't feel like a I'm smart, you're stupid exactly. kind of a feeling. Yeah, I mean, he's roped in in another situation in another way because in Japan, particularly uh, in high school, you re- you're teaching to the int- university entrance exam. Right. And so I was like, well, you know, what? maybe you need to rearrange how you're doing the teachings, you know, your material. And he's like, that would be great and it's a wonderful idea, but ain't going to happen because I got to teach this book and this book only and that's it and nothing extra right so i was like well okay you need to figure out a different way to make that book interesting Mm -hmm. even you know it can be something foolish it can be something fun or whatever but um and this was it was a cool idea i thought and i came up with it on the spot but you know how a lot of tests particularly standardized tests are multiple choice right right so you go to a hundred yen store the dollar store the the 10 peso store, whatever <laughs> is in your neck of the woods. And uh, you um, go buy yourself a bag of uh, colored balls mm-hmm. and make sure that there's at least four or five colors, however many multiple choice questions you get. And you get a bunch of those. So each student has one of each of the balls. And like the white ones are A and the yellow ones are B and the orange ones are C. And you put a basket in the front of the room. And so when you, know, you say, all right, What's the answer to question one? Three, two, one, go. And everybody throws the ball color of their choice up at the mm-hmm. basket. It's kind of, it's, see, I would like that. Yes. Um, Except for I would probably get pelted by the ball. Well, I mean, you know, that again, you got to go back to the rapport in the classroom That's and make true. sure that, uh, and, you know, it, it, that would get old after, you know, months of doing it. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, it, it, at least initially, it might set you up a way to bring those the the strays right. back you know or just to 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 take that to the next level you go back to the 10 peso store mm-hmm. if they have the balls that have the velcro on it and you get a Ooh. big felt and put that on the blackboard and they can throw it up there and it'll stick that would be better because uh then you can reuse the ball you don't have to worry about each student having 10 of whatever color right that would that's a good idea you can use that, and you can uh, attribute you it use, to me. If you, no, no, no. Seriously, if if anybody out there listening uses it, uh, get some pictures, it, video even better, and let us know how it works because uh, we're just yeah, we'll put it up on the site. That, that would be cool. Absolutely, because um, I want to see it. I, wanna, <laughs> I I feel in my heart that it's the right thing to do, but I want to see if somebody actually uses it and said I tried it, but it didn't work. See, there's the voice again. There you go. And since we have the voice to bring us back, we'll go back into... Uh, actual topic. Yeah, actual topic. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's related. It's related. It, no, it most definitely is uh, related. But um, So what do, you, what, do, what do you do for your unruly kids? Well... And what level unruly kids are we talking about? And stuff like when I was teaching K-12, through especially in the States, not in, not in Korea at all, because it was different... Uh, atmosphere Mm -hmm. but in the states you always have the the students who are not the bad kids but the troublemakers they Mm -hmm. they they are out 
to challenge the teacher as much as possible. Right, right, right. And so they're always going to challenge your authority as soon as possible. And so I would try to make it a rule to send someone to the vice principal, who would be my boss, the first day of class. Each class. <laughs> really? Yeah, and just lay out the... And yeah, it's not touchy-feely. And it's, No, it's not. Actually, there's another four-letter word I was thinking that it... But I would also address... I would tell the uh, my boss right. that I'm going to do this, um, right. that they might not necessarily be acting up that badly, but I just want to set the, the set stage. Set the bar. Yeah. Yeah, and that goes along with the whole idea of start really tight, keep the ship really tight the first couple of days, and it's easier to loosen up. Whereas uh, in my experience, uh, if you go the other way, you start, oh, hey, everybody, how's it going? Yeah. Through the voice. Um, <laughs> and the voice helps. Uh, then later on, if the students de decide to be a problem or you know there are issues that come up and you need to put your foot down, um, it's much, much harder to right, do. Right, right. I mean, Whereas if you start really tight and then get loose, if you have to get back to tight, you can be like, remember at the beginning of the semester, we're going back to that. Yeah. You, you I, I tried to give you freedom, but it didn't work. Right, right. And so, yeah, I mean, you'll always hear uh, some of the older guard, don't smile for the first six weeks. That's a, like long that. Well, that a long time. Well, that is a long time. Okay, maybe it was six hours. I no, don't know, no, it, I... I I believe it was six weeks, mm -hmm. but, uh, whew. and I would do it for about six minutes and then yeah. I just, I couldn't, but yeah. So lay down the law as soon as possible. Um, if you have unruly kids, separate them, go into the seating yeah. chart and, and that's the first way to do it. Yeah. And uh, the, actually that was one of the pieces of advice that I gave him and he's like, well, I tried to separate them, but they didn't like it. I was, I was like, well, who's in charge, you know? Yeah. In the end, and, but, and then I came up with another really cool idea. If you have students who are resisting a seating chart, um, come up with, I don't know, four or five categories, like animal, vegetable, uh, fruit, and mechanical. <laughs> and so you put... Um, specifics of each of those, you know, like you have banana and orange and whatever, and you put it on a bunch of seats. And then you also have uh, bear and muskrat and uh, wombat. <laughs> I was another, thinking wombat. Really? Yes. <laughs> on another couple of seats. And then, and then when students come into the classroom, you have them take a card. And so they have to match the category they have with the seat that they can sit in. They can only sit in those seats. Right. And so that gives you a chance to spread them out, and it doesn't matter if if that way you can still do groups who like to be together mm -hmm. can still be near each other. Right, right. They they still have some choice. It's not a, a totally you know orange must go with orange, and grape must go with grape, and wombat must go with wombat. Um, but it still gives a little flexibility, and it will most likely separate out your your two people, or at least move them from the way back in the back of the room where they always sit uh -huh. to maybe more in the middle. Well, and and the ace in the hole is you hold two cards on the bottom that you know go to different groups or whatever, and so when the students come in that you want definitely separated, you just switch it out and you, you hand it to them. You are evil. <laughs> I, it is 
valid classroom management. I didn't say it was bad. I just said that's cool. You you want them separated. You don't even want to risk chance putting them together. Right, right, right. right. And so do what it takes. Yep. Do what it takes. I had one one Use Jedi mother. mind trick. You are not. <laughs> anyway. When I was teaching in uh, sixth grade in Houston. Oh, sixth grade in Houston. Well, that was fun. But probably one of the worst kids in the class. I mean, he was he was a brilliant little boy, but he used his brilliance for evil. <laughs> and his mother was a. I thought, you, I thought your kids were too young. <laughs> psychologist or mm. something. So she came into the parent-teacher conference and she was like, and the kid was like, well, we have a seating chart and blah blah blah. And the mother was like, well, did you ask them to move you? And and this was like team parent teacher. So I just rolled my eyes. I was like, it's a seating chart. He has no voice in it. This is not a democracy. <laughs> and and finally, the, the the vice principal said, you know, this is just standard. A seating chart is is that's normal tool for a teacher to use. That's funny. Yeah, exactly. But I mean. I had a seating chart that I, I, I did separate the unruly kids, and <laughs> there'd be times when they'd just be shouting across, across the, the classroom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the children will always win. You never tell the new teachers that. Yeah. But, you know, at some point, you're going to lose. <laughs> and so, and you just kind of buckle down and hope you make it through the semester without either you killing them or them killing you. <laughs> new teachers Figuratively. Figuratively. Exactly. I hurt them a little, but don't yeah, kill them. That's right. New teachers shouldn't be afraid to use the vice principal. Yeah. Or the principal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't go there too often, most definitely. Right, right. Um, but you it, need it to is save a, it as a big gun. Exactly. Exactly. Um, also, and it's harder in the ESL field, um, but there's there's a lot of um, calling the parents works. Mm, yeah, but it's a problem if the parents don't speak English and you right. don't speak that uh, native tongue. That yeah, that language. So, yeah, in Japan, that's kind of an issue for a lot of mo for most people. Even for me, I would have a hard time <clears throat> a hard time being able to call a parent and have a discussion about their unruly child, mm -hmm. um, and have anybody understand what the what I was talking about. Right. So, not that my Japanese is that good, <laughs> but, you know, it's past right. what I can, right. I can get from here to there. But, yeah. All right. Any well, others? Um, yeah. An, an actually an effective tool. Because some, some kids act out not not to go against the teacher, not just to, to get attention. Attention, right. And when I was at my wit's end, I just turned to the, the student. And, I mean... He or she would be a, a good kid. They mm -hmm. would just want the attention. Right. And I was like, why don't you like me? Really? <laughs> Ooh. I mean, why do you really hate I me? I stand by my previous statement. And then the, 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 the student's like, I like you, teacher. I was like, then why are you acting like this? Mm -hmm. And And... That would shape them up at least for a week for a or while, so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think you know that's that's one thing is as as a teacher going into a classroom or teacher with students, whether new or not, you need to start 
early being able to decide, all right, this kid is going to need more attention. And particularly <clears throat> that type of kid, mm -hmm. because you those are the kids that you really need to catch them doing the right things instead right. of catch them doing the wrong things. So when they're doing something that you like, oh, man, good job on the on, – I really it was great how you just sat there and studied and, and you got your stuff done and you were done third or first or whatever. Right. And so catching, you know, that's a really important thing, and I don't think enough people in in teaching programs in general emphasize it enough. Right. It's, it's a great strategy, particularly for these for kids who are attention starved, mm -hmm. and the ones who act out so that you know any attention's good. Right. You know, and little kid, your kids can do that do that too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, it's like I want mom and daddy's attention and so I'm gonna get it one way or another. <laughs> and if tugging on their le and their leg isn't gonna do it, then I'm gonna go break something. That's right. Because then they'll pay attention to me. That's right. I still do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I've been throwing out all the the, the, the tough gun uh policies, but you have kids that the best thing is to become their, their good friends and treat them as a good friend and accentuate the positive and right. then when they don't do it and you kind of do a, a frown or like, well, what's going on? Then they'll say, oh, he's not being my friend again. I better start being good. Right, right, right. And yeah, that is definitely a good way to do it. It... Uh... And that comes back to, you know, it's it comes back to respect. Mm -hmm. And so um, you have to respect the students. And sometimes you have to respect them first in order for you to gain their respect. Because the, the sooner you get their respect, the less likely you're going to end up with problems and right. issues. So, um, we, we are tick, tick, tick. So I'm, I'm done. Okay. Um there's a lot more on this, so we want to hear from you. How do you deal with uh, with unruly's? Um, and uh, we'll have a forum up for it. It should be have been up by now, uh, by the time you get this. So yeah. uh, check that out. Um, give us some stories. What do you do? What uh, I know that there are people who disagree with some of the stuff that we have mentioned. So uh, you know why, and what do you do instead? Um, so tell us, give us some stories. Right, and um, a quick note: we've been receiving word that some of the um, forums aren't working so well, or whatever. If you encounter that problem, don't just say, "Okay, well, just forget this site and, right. and move on." Please uh, send us an email, let us know so we can fix it. Right, or we can try to fix it, or try to break it less. Because exactly. generally with me, it's break it less. <laughs> um, so uh, we are back on the. Uh, what podcasts are you listening to? Um, I'm gonna we're gonna run a part of a promo for the J.C. Hutchins uh, story. Uh, for those of you who are considering really advanced fiction, uh, and it's not if you have sensitive ears, thanks for listening. You probably <laughs> should turn it off now. But I mean, actually, well, the, the promo the promo's clean. But um, in the in the story, it's it's mature. Uh, it's adult. Listener beware. It's, it's not like explicit, but there's violence and there's language and stuff like that. So, uh, but it's a great story, and uh, you can you can even just use pieces of it 
to talk about, okay, how did he set mood or what kind of grammar is happening or what's happening in this dialogue? Why does this character do this or that and the other? And uh, the, the writer is J.C. Hutchins. You can catch him at uh, jchutchins.net. Uh, .net. And uh, here's a trailer. Seven clones of one man, John Alpha, who killed the president. From J.C. Hutchins, it's the Seventh Son Trilogy. Visit www.jchutchins.net for more information. Okay, and like I said, we had to cut that actually down a little bit so that uh, it would fit in for our time and stuff like that. So the whole thing is really funny, particularly if you know um, a lot of the big podcasting people like uh, Jonathan Colton. Um, funny, funny. Ha, ha, ha. Mm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Is well, I hear the bells. So. I hear the bells. And I hear the non-ambulance music. All right. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. and uh, Thanks, everybody. We uh, look forward to seeing you in the forums and around. And uh, go ahead and shoot us an email. Um, again, thanks to everybody over at ASU for listening or to whoever you are at ASU for listening. <laughs> and uh, let us know how you, uh, how you found it and um, the email or forums or whatever. Yeah. Um, and if it is more than one people, person... Uh, what is it being? Is it being used in a class or? Yeah, that, yeah. That'd be cool. We just want to know, because um, inquiring minds yeah. want to know. Yes. Uh, start looking for us at Jolt. Take care, everyone. Peace.